Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Tuesday, the Tuesday after Easter. We begin our prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia! Christ is risen indeed. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Deuteronomy chapter 28, beginning this morning at verse 25. The Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You shall go out against them one way and flee before them seven ways. You shall become an object of horror to all the kingdoms of the earth. Your corpses shall be food for every bird of the air and animal of the earth, and there shall be no one to frighten them away. The Lord will afflict you with the boils of Egypt, the ulcers, scurvy, the itch, of which you cannot be healed. The Lord will afflict you with madness, blindness, and confusion of mind. You shall grope about at noon as, a blind, as blind people grope about in the darkness. But you shall not be able to find your way, and you shall be continually abused and robbed without anyone to help. You shall become engaged to a woman, but another man shall lie with her. You shall build a house, but not live in it. You shall plant a vineyard, but not enjoy its fruit. Your ox shall be butchered before your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Your donkey shall be stolen in front of you, and you and shall not be restored to you. Your sheep shall be given to your enemies without anyone to help you. Your sons and daughters shall be given to other people while you look on. You will strain your eyes looking for them all day, but be powerless to do anything. A people whom you do not know shall eat up the fruit of your ground and all your labors, and you shall be continually abused and crushed and driven mad by the sight that your eyes shall see. The Lord will strike you on the knees and on the legs with grievous boils, which you cannot be healed from the sole of your foot to the crown of your head. The Lord will bring you and the king whom you set over you to a nation that neither you nor your ancestors have known, where you shall serve other gods of wood and stone, and you shall become an object of horror, a proverb, and beyond, and a byword among the peoples where the Lord will lead you. You shall carry much seed into the field, but you shall gather little in, for the locust shall consume it. You shall plant vineyards and dress them, but you shall not drink the wine, nor gather the grapes from the rather the grapes, for the worms shall eat them. <coughs> you shall have olive trees throughout your territory, but you shall not anoint yourself with the oil, for your olives shall drop off. 
You shall have sons and daughters, but they shall not remain yours, but they shall go into captivity. All your trees and the fruit of your ground as the Kedah shall take over. Aliens residing among you shall ascend above you higher and higher, while you shall descend lower and lower, and they shall lend to you, but you shall not lend to them. And they shall be the head, and you shall be the tail. The reading of the curse continues. And it describes in detail a conquer nation. For God's people living after the Babylonians destroyed the temple and Jerusalem and took all but the humblest people off into exile in Babylon, these words sting. These words tell us what they endured then and continued to endure for centuries, first under the control of the Babylonians, then under the power of the Persians, then under the oppression of the Greeks, and then finally under the Romans. After the exile, the curses listed in Deuteronomy were no longer a threat. They were an everyday reality for their life, something to remind them that they had strayed from the Lord their God. To keep that in mind might help us to understand this section a little more, a perspective to look at it, not from uh, the standpoint or point of view of God threatening to punish people who don't believe in him or who don't follow his commandments, but it is what, as, but as a description of what life is like when we are disconnected from the Lord our God and left to the mercies of the powers of this world, its empires, its armies, its ways of war and conquest, and all the evil that happens when the strong take what they may and the weak suffer what they must. This covenant gives this people, God's people, a different way of living and being. It reflects God's gracious and steadfast love for all people, a way of living as people created in God's image, to love the Lord their God and to love their neighbor as ourselves and to walk justly in those ways. The alternative, of course, is to live according to the ways of the world, according to the greed and the violent inclinations, the lusts of a heart divorced from its creator. Again, the curse is nothing more than God withholding God's blessings and God's presence from an unfaithful people, and of course, according to the covenant and its promises. But there is more to this curse, and we will come to a point when finally God will act for God's people once again. Because even though they have been unfaithful to God, even though they have brought upon themselves all of the words of the curse that is written within this book, God has remained faithful to them and to us. That is what we celebrate this Easter season, God's action in Jesus to take away our sin and to give us life, life that we receive as God's gracious gift in Christ our Lord. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins, 
In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially, we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and especially the people, the ministries, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church. For those who govern the nations of the world and for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, we think especially of the people suffering in the Ukraine. We pray for all who are at work to bring about peace and international harmony that their, their efforts might finally bear fruit. And we pray for all who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction in the many forms that it comes. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to fulfilling your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.